Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inspiration. I am Sean, I am she, and I wanted to talk about rejection today. Ooh, rejection. We've all been there. What's the first thing that's popped up into your mind after I said that? Hmm? Work, boys, family, friends. Man, there's so many. Literally, I've had all of them. And uh, I just wanted to explore this subject today because I was recently rejected multiple times on many different fronts and it brought up all these different types of emotions that I'd forgotten about. Being in a new environment as I am right now, I'm seeing how much I have grown in regards to needing everyone to like me. Um, I don't need that validation anymore. I'm so okay with people, you know, not vibing with me and vice versa, me not vibing with them. Um, and that just really proves, you know, how comfortable I am with rejection. And I didn't used to be like that. I used to take rejection incredibly personally. But I have to admit, in some areas, it's much easier than others. Um, when it comes to work, you know, if I have a proposal I'm putting in with a client or a brand reaches out to me and then I'm building a relationship with them and I pitch something and then they say no, yeah, I can move on pretty quickly. I'm like, cool, no worries. My rational, logical mind understands that it just wasn't for me and that's okay. And what's for me won't miss me, yada, yada, yada. However, when it comes to romantic relationships, partners, or just men in general, the masculine wound for me is still pretty open. And I notice that more and more now that I am single, I am surrounded by a lot of different energies and different types of people. And I'm seeing, oh my gosh, you know, what I thought I had healed still needs a lot of love and attention and care, and that's okay. And this mirrors the wound that I've had when it comes to my father, um, that masculine wound where I felt rejected or felt unacknowledged, and perhaps you can relate to that. It's a very common thing, you know, it's, it's not something you need to have any shame around or feel embarrassed by or whatever there's none of that none of that like I'm sending you love right now actually because I can I know it can bring up a lot of emotions and it can feel very heavy but I just want you to not judge yourself right now and think about how you feel when the masculine rejects you or the masculine ignores you or the masculine doesn't hear you or see you how does that make you feel in your body because I know my heart sinks and I shrink. That's my immediate reaction. I start wanting to disappear. And I noticed that as I am, I guess, back in the pool, <laughs> you know, men are wanting to go out with me. People are, you know, interested in me or vice versa. I'm interested in someone. They're not interested in me, whatever. Like this whole dynamic of just like learning how to navigate being, being single and not even necessarily looking for a relationship or looking for love or whatever, but more just seeing the 
polarity of feminine and masculine dancing around, I am very aware of what still needs to be loved on. And it comes back to feeling rejected. I felt rejected as a child so much when I was thrown into a Chinese all-girls local school. I was one of the few obviously mixed-raced white presenting kids. I didn't speak very much Cantonese at all. In fact, I spoke none. none. And I had to just learn it ASAP in order to fit in and make friends and keep up with school. And the girls didn't want to hang out with me because I was the weird white kid. (laughs) So that was my first experience with rejection and of feeling alone and feeling outcast. I experienced this on another level when I went to middle school and I went to a Canadian international school and I didn't necessarily feel like I fit in with the cool white girls and I didn't really fit in with the cool Asian girls <laughs> and I was just kind of in the middle and I was like I don't really vibe with either of this because I didn't want to smoke, I didn't want to drink, I didn't really care that much about, you know, sex. Like, it's just, things like that were just not on my mind. I don't know what I was thinking about at the time, but those things didn't really sit right with me. And so I would hang out with people and felt rejected by the whole conversation. I just felt like such an outcast again. And this just carried on and on and on and on and I realized while growing up I was like oh my gosh it's because I'm trying to force myself into places I don't belong where there are people literally waiting for me on the other side if I had just turned around and said you know what I'm gonna say no to this I'm gonna be open to other ways of being and other people and other conversations and subjects and you know interests I would have saved myself a lot of time and energy with people I don't even like or don't even want to be around. And that took a lot of practice of saying no and rejecting the opportunity and being rejected in turn. It's a two-way street. I think we forget that just because we feel rejection is a negative thing doesn't mean that, you know, we don't partake in it ourselves and we can't turn it into something positive why does rejection need to be so heavy and hard why can't it be just a point of reference because that's what it is it's like it's helping you differentiate what is a yes and what is a no i'm all about full body yeses and full body noes and if you don't know what that means essentially you know when something is a 100% fuck yeah, I'm all in. That's a full body yes, right? If you're operating with your gut feelings or your intuition, there doesn't really tend to be a gray area. It's pretty black and white. And a full body yes is clear in your heart, in your soul. Whereas a full body no, a lot of the time, if it's not a full body yes, it's, it's, it's a no. <laughs> if you have to think about it too hard, if you have to kind of convince yourself of something, it's usually a no. Um, and and that, that whole system is part of the human experience and helps us so much with navigating our lives. If we said yes to everything, we would be 
really confused. And if we said no to everything, we'd probably feel really detached and lost. We need both. So if we're okay with saying yes and no, why are we not okay with rejection? Because rejection is also just yes and no. It's the stories we attach to rejection that make it become so fucking heavy and intense, right? I know for a fact, as I mentioned earlier, that my wounds of rejection come from my dad and the relationship I had with him growing up, where I felt that if I was not good enough, then that said something about my worth and that I needed to gain approval from my superiors, and at the time that was my dad, in order for me to advance or in order for me to feel like what I did was worthwhile. And that was a narrative that I carried into other areas, you know, with men. Particularly, I mistrusted the masculine energy and started repeating the pattern in my relationships. And same with my work because the work that I tended to do had a very masculine energy as well so then again I felt this need to prove myself it was not a healthy way of being at all for me and so navigating this rejection and learning how to be okay with doors closing be okay with people walking away being okay with people saying you know what you're not for me that whole experience has been illuminating to say the least because I now know how to say no and how to say yes and reject things and that really puts into perspective you know what happens on the other side if you're not able to say yes and no yourself then you're gonna forget that the other person who's rejecting you is probably going through the same experiences as you are, the same thought processes. It's not that deep. And sometimes it is just, you know, a matter of sifting out what serves you and what doesn't. Aren't we all here to just figure out what we like and what we don't like? Isn't it as simple as that, really, at the end of the day? Isn't it someone's right to say no? Isn't it someone's right to say, actually, this doesn't feel good, I'm going to walk away? I think so. I would want that for them. I would want that for me. So the perspective shift has to come from my, like changing it ultimately from, oh my God, this person rejected me or, you know, I didn't get this job because I'm just so stupid or I'm not smart enough or, you know, if I had said this instead of that, then maybe they would have picked me or, oh, I wish that that date went better and now that I've messed it all up, blah, blah, blah. What if it was purely just the universe saying to you, hey, these things happened because it just wasn't right and the better thing is coming for you just around the corner. The next rejection is only going to redirect you towards what is meant for you, right? Rejection is redirection. Rejection is God's protection. I fully, fully, fully believe that. And in so many incidences and cases, I have found myself in beautiful positions after being rejected seriously hard one of my most proud moments i guess in my illustration career would be when i won the penguin student design award in 2019 and prior to that i'd applied to probably 20 or 30 different competitions as an illustrator throughout like 
my university year, so four years of applying, every single one of them I got rejected from or no response at all, right? And I just thought, all right, cool, whatever. Like, clearly I'm not meant to win this stuff. But my university lecturer in 2019 said I should apply for the penguin competition just for, you know, just, just go for it. And I thought, okay, well, what the fuck else is there to lose? I've literally been, you know, rejected from all the other ones. Like, why not? And I had zero expectations on the matter. I just thought, cool, I might as well give it a shot. And lo and behold, I get shortlisted. <laughs> and it was the one of the most prestigious ones that I had applied to. All the other ones were kind of like, meh, you know, they were good, but not as impressive as the number one publishing house in the whole world, right? So that that was crazy. And then when I got shortlisted, I then won the whole damn thing. <laughs> and again, it just made me realize that I wasn't meant to win those other competitions because it would have taken away the novelty of winning this one, which was so much more important to me and mattered to me and said a lot more about my work than the other ones did. It gave me a job. It gave me a physical award. It gave me money. It gave me a title. It gave me networks. You know, it was great. It was such a wonderful way to end my university career, career, time, student, life oh my god my time at university there we go same with you know men i guess if we're mirroring back the masculine wound i've been rejected a few times with men but i mostly avoid the situation i know that's on me because i don't want to keep reliving what i've been going through with my dad right that's what we do we subconsciously start playing out the same patterns we avoid what we don't want to feel naturally we don't want to hurt all the time however I always go for men that I feel like are not going to be able to reject me because it's safer for me to reject them first than it is for them to reject me boom how many of y'all are the same I know that that's not just me so I've definitely had to start practicing raising my standards not being afraid of rejection when it comes to romantic interests and seeing that it has no reflection on me whether or not they choose me because I am not in that state of desperation where I need them to choose me. I get to decide whether or not they come into my vicinity and, and they get to decide whether or not I enter theirs. It's a two-way street. It's not personal. It's all about energy and sometimes you're compatible and sometimes you're not. These principles can be applied to absolutely everything, not just relationships, right? Like literally everything and even the relationship you have with God and the universe. The stories we tell ourselves about why we can't have what we want is because we always make it about, you know, whether or not we're good enough or whether or not we deserve it. These are, these are you know, unconditional things. You, you of course, deserve it course you were enough that's not what's happening here it's just a matter of timing and whether or not it's the right fit so don't get in your head about whether or not it says anything about you because it doesn't it's just not right for you because God wants to give you the best and sometimes we have to go through 
a series of people, a series of opportunities, a series of doors closing in order for us to see and awaken within ourselves actually that we deserve more and better. We're being up-leveled through each rejection. I fully believe that. So moving forward, I'm practicing learning how to say no with confidence and learning to hear no with compassion and confidence as well. That is a really important perspective shift when it comes to rejection. Being okay with hearing no and saying no. The more you can do that, the more you're able to step into their shoes and to the person who is rejecting you and see that it isn't as deep as, it, as you make it out to be. It isn't about your worth. Rejection is redirection. Rejection is God's protection. Rejection is redirection. Rejection is God's protection. Hear it, hear it, hear it. It is the truth. Okay. Well, I'm sending you so much love today. Go out there and reject a few things. (laughs) It will help you identify what is for you and what isn't. It strengthens your intuition. It strengthens your guiding system. You will be led to bigger and better once you're able to learn how to say no and again, accept rejection in return. Welcome it. It will only help you get closer and clearer to what you desire. Love you. Have a good day.